Hey everyone, I'm in my lab recording a few pre-podcast announcements. First off, I'm looking at my uh, webpage and I'm seeing 35 downloads and I think I know what's going on. You guys are thinking, Alan, you've got a brand new podcast. You probably signed up for the, the lowest cost podcast plan with limited bandwidth and limited download possibilities for your audience and you're just trying to keep it low cost at this point and see where it goes wrong i have unlimited bandwidth i've invested in a set of servers on the galapagos islands guarded by galapagos turtles because they are the best defensive animal and i need the most secure bandwidth servers there are so don't be afraid about my price is going up. I've already invested in the top-tier bandwidth and podcasting capabilities there are. So go ahead and tell your friends if you want them to be on the ride to the top of the podcasting stratosphere. Second announcement. Got a new thing I'm starting this week. It's called Link of the Week. And basically the idea is it'll just be something I find interesting and want to share with the audience. It'll be a link in the description of the show. You should be able to access it right within your podcast app. This week's link is a YouTube video, and it's a speech by President John F. Kennedy. A couple reasons for this video being the link of the week. Uh, one, if you listen to the whole thing, you'll be like, man, what a president. Second reason for putting this link in there is he uses the quote, an error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. And that is not a JFK quote that was originally said by a chemist and author by the name of O.A. Batista. And that quote to me really is sort of a good statement as to what this podcast is about to me, um, trying to realize what you're doing and, and improve on it so it doesn't just linger around and continue to be an issue. So check that out if you think that sounds interesting. And last thing, this week's episode is uh, the first part of a single recording and uh, it, I'm splitting it up into two separate episodes, um, and the reason for that is it's essentially, it is two totally different topics, and you'll see a little bit more of the reasoning behind that when you get into this first episode, but the episodes aren't related, so when you listen to it, um, just realize there's another one coming that was part of the same recording session uh, in the next week or so. So other than that, enjoy the show. I'm Alan. I'm Kenny. And I'm Umberto. Holy shit, episode three, and I've already got guests on the show. Live, um, son. We're, we're live, and it's episode three. Welcome to the show, everyone. Um, so, Umberto and Kenny are two of my best friends. Um, thanks, guys, for coming on to the podcast. Um, my pleasure. We've been talking about this for a little while, so it's cool to get together and... Uh, get some support on the show and a little different uh, ideas and everything, a little different personality on the show. But uh, how, how have you guys been doing lately? Been doing pretty yeah. good. I'm good. Everything good, you know, busy with work and home and stuff. Similar day to most people. Yeah. So there's a specific reason you guys are on here, uh, an idea we've been talking about for an episode lately. Um, but you guys have the general idea of what the show is, essentially just looking at your own life and trying to evaluate where you might be, you know, making, you know, little errors or mistakes or whatever, and just trying to improve all the time. 
But uh, if if you guys had anything you wanted to share, any kind of, I guess I'm going to start calling it like story time or something, but uh, basically a story to share anything that's definitely open. Um, All right. I don't have any story to share right now. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to brainstorm a little bit um, to off the off the head. No, nothing, nothing to share right now. Yeah, it's it's tough. We came in with a purpose already, but I actually, I have one, and it's something that both of you were involved in. Uh, so I don't. I'm good. I could put it on a different. You know, we could do this again at a different time, or I could do it now, and we can uh, move uh, on. But... I'm good. You want? Yeah, let's do that... it while we're here. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. So, uh, so we, Kenny and Umberto and I used to work together. Um, we don't now they've moved on to different companies and I've stayed at the same place, but, um, you know, we've been friends for five or six years now. Um, and for the last four or five, we've been going on a ski trip every year. Um, we tend to, you know, hit up Colorado a lot. Um, this past year we went to Utah. Um, but, uh, I think four years ago, my first trip, it's sort of Umberto's trip. And, you know, he's been the the core of it for a long time and inviting people. And after we had known him a while, he started inviting us. And uh, so on my first trip, this was, I think, 2015, um, I had come down with La Peste, um, (laughs) Which basically means I got sick as fuck on this trip. Um, <laughs> um, so we're in Colorado. Uh, I think it was a five days of skiing trip that year, skiing, snowboarding. And day four, I don't know which resort we were at, but we go out there. And I am, you know, after an hour, I'm feeling like shit. Like I'm, it, it felt like I ran a marathon or something. And we'd probably done three runs down the mountain or something. And uh, so I basically tapped out that day uh, on, the, on the fourth day out of five and just sat in the lodge for like, you know, the next five hours or whatever it was. And I, I actually, I think Kenny was in there quite a bit too, um, just from being tired or whatever. Um, if you're not in shape, snowboarding can demand a lot out of you. But, uh, you know, so I sat in the lodge and drank, coffees and hot chocolate and water for five hours while everyone's out there snowboarding and you know it just kind of felt like a cold at the time but it ended up clearly not being the next day the fifth day the last day I was just even worse and I remember saying like all right guys I I can't go out this day I'm gonna stay home and uh or stay at the apartment that we were renting and I remember Umberto, you were offering me the keys to the car, and I was like, "You don't understand how bad this is because I'm not going anywhere." Um, I was, I was thinking I might go out with my lift ticket because I'd prepaid for a lift ticket, but it was clear in my mind that I wasn't going out there. And I basically sat around and ate some food and watched TV all day, um, and just felt like crap the whole time. Um, so, anyways, the last after that last day, I had a day of rest, and you guys all went out. Um, and going to the airport the next day when we're like flying out at whatever it was probably like eight or nine a.m uh we had like an hour hour and a half drive back to the airport um just felt like crap we stopped at some like supermarket and got breakfast some you know some quick breakfast there and i remember getting an orange juice or whatever hoping that would help trying to eat good and everything and just just having no energy 
and uh, eventually we get to the airport and uh, we're, we're waiting in a security line and it's the security line is like, to me, from my memory, it's like 200 yards long and 20 yards wide of just a sea of people. And we're sitting there and I'm just feeling like crap. And I remember one time at one point, eventually I'm, I'm feeling dizzy. I'm tired. I go down to like, I'm on like one knee, literally kneeling on a knee, just like hard to breathe and stuff. And it wasn't, it didn't seem immediate. I just felt drained. Like, like someone had sucked the life out of me. And uh, one of our other friends came over and he's like, Hey man, do you want me to get a, uh, uh, you know, security or someone? And I'm like, yeah, I, I feel like crap. And uh, essentially, I just, again, I just hard, to, a little bit hard to breathe and felt like I might pass out. And eventually I did pass out. Um, so we're in this line, this huge line of security to get into, you know, before you go into the airport and everything. And, uh, and I don't, I don't, it was like, I remember trying to like go over this security barrier to get out of line because an EMT had come over. They had they must have told him I was sick and not feeling good, but they had brought an EMT over the security team had. And I remember it was, it wasn't like a rope, like you normally see to divide people up. It was like, it was, it was modular, but it was this like plastic or glass wall that they could move. And I remember like trying to jump over this thing, <laughs> <laughs> not jump, but like step over. It was probably throw like, your body over yeah, it. Three and a half, four feet tall. And I put my hands on the top of this thing and I start like lifting my leg up and the people are like, no, 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 we'll move it. We'll move it. And I looked at them and I just kind of like went back to doing it again. <laughs> and then it was, it was literally like, Oh, I don't even have the energy to get over this thing, which, you know, normal conditions, I would have just hopped over it or something. But and they opened it up or something. And then I went down at some point. I just the next thing I know, I remember trying to get over that. I didn't have the energy to do it. And I was like, oh, OK, I'll wait. And then the next thing I remember, I wake up in a uh, in a wheelchair. Um, so I had gone, you know, I had passed out. I don't so I don't if anything happened between there that either of you want to mention since I was unconscious. But uh, no, you made it to the chair. Uh, they opened the barrier. They Are put you, you sure? in the chair. Yeah, they open the barrier. They put you in the chair, uh, and then well, as soon as you hit, as soon as you hit the chair, like your legs went stiff, bro. Your your arms fell to your sides, and like your head fell back inside the chair, though. Okay. And it was it was really scary, man. And okay. then I guess they just kind of try to hold you together. Um, they were checking your pulse. They were checking your breathing. So your breathing and your pulse was was fine. So they just wheeled you out and started trying to fan you to get some some air to you. Um. And then you came back, and that's when you kind of woke up. And I guess uh, that's when you had two or three different uh, MPs around, you know, the the, the paramedics or whatever, EMTs. And they had brought you a bottle of water, I think even like an orange juice or something, um, to try to get you to, you know, kind of – I mean, they were they were suspecting it was maybe like low, low blood sugar or something that kind of kind of had you like faint like that. But, um, yeah, you, you went out a little bit. But then you came back, and, and you seemed to be, you know – conscious and okay so i don't remember any of that i don't like i said i only remember trying to go over the barrier and not and then waking up in the chair i felt <laughs> I, I, to this day i assumed that i had passed out and fell on the floor and you guys like dragged me into that chair uh, I, I do not remember sitting into it yeah we were able to get you like the i think you fell you f i was standing next to you online i think you gave out and i want to say might have grabbed you and then put you in the chair, but all I remember is when you hit the chair is when you were out. 
As soon as you okay. sat down, you you yeah, you passed out. Kenny, what happened? We have disputing <laughs> opinions. <laughs> Did, was I ever I out, remember, out cold on the floor? I remember those uh, lines that day. They were super long, and there was two of them. Um, and I think we split our group up. And a couple of us went in one line, and a couple of us went in the other line to see which one would go quicker. And I was in the line that was separate from you two. So all I saw from behind was you guys standing up, and then you were you went down somewhere in the crowd of people waiting in that line. And I don't know what happened at that point until I could make my way over to you guys and see where you were at, but I know I saw your head above the crowd at one point, and then next thing I know, you were down. Yeah, because I had to, we had to, the security, we were on like the, one of the right lines, and the security went over, was on the, the, the left side of us, so I had to like cut across, you know, at least one or two lines, and I remember, I forget what happened, but someone, one of our friends said when I went down, like people just like cleared in a big circle, like I had <laughs> yeah. the, the plague or something, or like, like this guy's, you know, in an airport with <laughs> something wrong with him yeah. but uh anyway everyone's always heightened security and i anyway so part again i was sick as hell when this happened but uh so so i wake up and i'm in the wheelchair um and full disclosure here i peed my pants so but i'll, <laughs> I'll take you know as sick as i was and passing out that's i'm fine with that but uh so i'm sitting there and they're talking to me and tell me how pale I look and everything. And <laughs> we're all like, no, he's always that pale. Um, I, I don't know what I looked like, so I don't know how true that is, but I am pale. So I'm sitting there and, it, you know, I'm in a wheelchair and there's one or two EMTs looking at, you know, checking my pulse, checking my heart rate and all, uh, blood pressure, all that. And they're saying, well, you know, it's a flight risk to put you on this plane. We can't put you on the plane. Um, if you pass out, if, if, if it's something going on, if, you know, obviously I'm sick. They don't want you going up there and passing out on the airplane. And then they have to make an emergency landing. And basically I'm like, ah, shit, you know, I'm, they, they, they said I had to go to the hospital and get cleared by a doctor, which the EMTs are not doctors. So they can't sign anything off. It's not their position. Um, and I'm thinking, oh shit, great. I get to ride in a, you know, a, a an EMT truck, a paramedic truck and go to the hospital and whatever. I mean, I wasn't even in shape to drive. I, other than passing out, I already had, you know, obviously going on one knee and all that. I had no energy. I couldn't probably hit the brake if I had to stop quickly, but, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, worst case scenario, I'm riding in an EMT and all that. And then, you know, obviously it sucks. You're, you know, you're not in your home state. You're alone, basically going to have to, you know, figure out how to get home and not ride home with your friends like you had planned. And so Kenny's kindly says, you know, I'll rent a car, whatever, I'll stay and take you to the hospital. Um, so Kenny rents a car and we ride to wherever the, whatever the local hospital was. And I could check into the ER and I'm there for whatever, three hours, something like that. And uh, I guess before that we had, uh, worked with the airline to get new tickets for both of us and they kindly gave us new tickets for the next day with no extra cost so that was actually pretty sweet um not their fault that i passed out from being sick as a dog but uh go to the hospital i was there for three hours essentially they just said i was dehydrated and sick 
which I was, um, the high altitude of Colorado tends to not treat me so well. I get, I usually have like a headache for a day and a half when I get out there and I've commonly gotten sick on these trips when we go out to the big mountains up at, you know, 10, 15,000 feet altitude. But, uh, they gave me, you know, a whole bunch of water, not even IVs, which was fine, whatever the doctor said, it's the same thing. And I start feeling better. And, uh, so we didn't have flights till the next day, Kenny and I, everyone else flew home, which is uh, as expected, but, uh, Kenny and I check into a hotel, we ate something, whatever for dinner. I remember we went to Chick-fil-A and we might've had something else. Uh, but we both needed clothes for the next day. We were sort of on our last line of clothes and stuff. And I remember there was a, a, you know, whatever floor we were on in the hotel had laundry service. And again, I'm dying. And me and Kenny, you know, the first couple of times we keep checking this laundry room and someone had their laundry in there and the, there's one washer and one dryer, I think keep checking this laundry room and there's always stuff in there. And probably four or five times it seemed like and I remember the first one or two times I had just walked over there and like checking and checking and kind of you know we'd go together but uh at one point it became you know eventually we got our stuff in and all that and had to wash and dry it but at some point it became basically I was like Kenny's dog just following him (laughs) around because I was literally like a zombie and I felt bad. I was like, God I'm like this guy's doing my laundry for me and I'm sitting here like I was literally like look Kenny I'm going with you but I was basically like following you behind you like where's Kenny going walk in the room oh okay we can put it in the dryer now and I'm sure I did not participate at one point I just passed out in the room and uh went to sleep for the night and I'm sure Kenny just put the small details but I'm just going through how sick I was but uh I just that that it's just these points that stick out to me I just remember literally like there's Kenny. I'm following him. He's putting the laundry in the washer. Like I'm helping. See Kenny? I wasn't doing shit. But uh, anyways, so whatever. Spend the night in the hotel and go to our flight the next day and fly home. Uh, Didn't even get to fly to our close airport. So then we had to rent a car and all this stuff. So big procedure. Um, Extra days off work for both of us. So maybe Kenny should be thanking me for that. But uh, anyways, point of how sick I was when I got back. So I missed the next day, obviously, because we've delayed the flight to the next day. And then I think I missed at least one more day of work. So I missed two days of work compared to everyone else. And when I came in, this was when we all still work together. Whatever day I come in, I go over to Umberto's desk and he's sitting there, he had caught <laughs> La Peste. And he's sitting there, you know, massive 225-pound man and uh, crippled by this La Peste. <laughs> um, got some kind of beach towel on him because he's cold, <laughs> but is pouring sweat. So this was a uh, debilitating sickness that I passed on to this poor man. And I don't know what the hell happened to me originally. When I must have got it on the plane and then the combination of all the, you know, so many people being in the airport, flying, traveling, and then being out, you know, high altitude, all that does not help. And then obviously I was dehydrated. You get dehydrated when you go out to these, you know, Denver and stuff. And there's so much, you know, n- no moisture in the air and high altitude and all that. But 
anyways, the point of the whole story is um, basically when I'm sitting there in that wheelchair and Kenny said that he would drive me to the hospital and everything, that felt like someone was reaching down and I was drowning. Like it, it, it's a big deal. You know, you're delaying the flight for a day. You're not in your home area. Everyone else is going to be gone. And I was going to be in a hotel and a, not a hotel, a hospital all alone. And I didn't know truly what was going on with me other than I was sick as hell, but Kenny offering to drive me to the uh, hospital and everything said, you know, felt like I was drowning and someone reached down and pulled me up out of the water. And uh, we were driving to the hotel. And I I think at one point I was waiting on uh, Kenny to show up with the rental car. I'm sitting there in the wheelchair and I remember sitting there and, and feeling ashamed of myself. And it was because I would not have done that at that time. I, I would not have done what Kenny did. I thought I was alone in that situation. And it was because I, I swear to you guys, I would not, I would, it would have, it felt like it was like, a. you know, I felt stuck and I literally felt like that no one would do that. And that feeling is because I would not have done that. And uh, that was an eye-opening experience for me. And we were, we were all best friends at that point and we all knew that. But somehow, whatever, in my mind, I would not have done that. And it was sort of, uh, that was a big deal to me, Kenny. And I, I told you that, and, and it really was. But uh, I realized when that happened that I had the wrong perspective on sort of whatever it was, being sort of soloed out or whatever, you know, like every man for himself and things like that. Um, and I've sort of, try i mean this was four years ago a long time before starting this podcast but it's not necessarily the initial inspiration for this podcast but it's definitely uh one of the things i've thought of and i knew it was a a a thing where like i need to change myself on this at that point but uh and uh i have um i mean there was a one of the guys that was on the trip um there was a point where he wanted he wasn't sure if he wanted to keep working where he did and he, you know, I work with him still, but he was considering leaving and going out, moving to Colorado actually. And he asked if he could live with me for a little while. And I know I don't want a roommate and I let him be my roommate and that confirms I don't want a roommate. But uh, (laughs) at, at the time I was like, you know, I've considered, changing jobs i you know he had his basically his lease was up and he didn't want to sign a year lease somewhere um and so i put myself in his shoes and went okay well you know i'm having these same thoughts of like i'd like you know a lot of us have talked about moving to colorado but uh or whatever out west but uh so i let him that's just the point that i really at that point four years before this podcast i was sort of still thinking this way but I did learn something from that, but, uh, so that's the point of this little story I'm telling here was that I was secluding myself as far as, you know, well, if something happens to you, that's on you and that's your shit to deal with. But, uh, you know, my best friend changed one of my best friends changed my viewpoint on that. So 
but that that is honestly that's i mean that's really what i felt like i was sitting there waiting on kenny and i was like fuck man i'm i'm in the wrong right here it's awesome so good record yeah it's a little uh a little deeper than the last two i've done especially <laughs> the second one but uh i, I don't know it, it that was a one of the points in my life that i I don't know if you guys ever have this shit, but that's why I've started this podcast. But there's certain times when you just realize you you fucked up or whatever, and it's not always I got in a fight with some guy or whatever. It's like shit, my my mentality is wrong. But the important part is that you recognize it. A lot of people don't. So you creating this podcast, I think, is is gold, bro. I think this podcast is is great for people to just listen to it, and they don't have to go through getting a damn best and almost dying. You know what I'm saying? They can maybe listen to your stories and, and recognize, damn, I do the same thing. You know what I mean? And that's the that's the beauty of it. And that's you're sharing this deep emotional side of you, but that's you're you're doing it to help people. You know what I'm saying? You've come to the reckoning if you've come to this understanding. You it, it's it's gold you want to you know and you're you're humble enough to put it out there and have people learn from your mistakes. I think it's great, bro. Yeah. And, uh, well, thank you. And I mean, the goal, like I said, I think I sort of said at the, in the beginning of this one is I, it's not, a, I don't want to come on here and it's not about, I'm not going to sit here and go, well, you need to think this way and you need to think that way. I'm just trying to, and I realize that even only three up, you know, three, I've been doing this about a month and a half or whatever. Now it's become a hobby slash job where it's like, I'm actually looking for things so that I can have episodes for the podcast, but it makes you just that fact. It mm -hmm. makes me more observant. Like it's my hobby to observe myself and see where even little things maybe where I screw up and they're not all going to be episodes like this where, you know, my eyes are glassing up, but uh, <laughs> there, uh, there's things that you can realize if you, you observe yourself and actually don't, instead of just shutting out and blocking people out and saying, no, nah, that's not right. Or that's wrong. You can, it's, you know, you can change certain things about how you are. Anything else to say about that? Either of you? Um, I guess from my perspective, uh, I guess the takeaway from that is little actions can go a long way. So, I mean, it didn't really cost me anything to stay behind. Um, and I guess from you, you learned something from it. Um, and I think other people could learn from it and it doesn't even have to be a best friend. You could just do something little in your everyday life for someone and it could, uh, change their lives or influence them to be happier or something. Yeah. But uh, if anyone listening wants to comment, the email for the show is learnfromthismistakepodcast at gmail.com. You know, anything you want to put, comments, complaints, uh, it's too noisy. I say whatever too much when I'm broadcasting. Or if you want to share any kind of learning experience, I would pretty much read it how you write the email. And it doesn't have to be 30 minutes long. It could be five minutes. But email it in if you have anything you want to share. And maybe I'll put it out on the show and share your experience. But um, thank you for listening. Talk to you soon.
feel excuse me i gotta go make some coffee <laughs>